We're losing! Teamwork, guys. More teamwork. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? Piss on old-time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, between the stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Here's Arden Caleb. Between the Stammers for January 15th, it's a Wednesday. The Canucks road trip is over. Quinn Hughes makes the All-Star game. The Flames-Oilers rivalry is renewed. And Gerard Gallant is out as head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Today's Between the Stammers brought to you in part by the Shark Club Victoria. Art, I didn't think you were going to mention our new sponsor. I thought I might have to remind you. After last week's podcast, how could we not get the Victoria Shark Club to sponsor us? You know, it's good of them to step up and really come forward and say, hey, we made a mistake. (laughs) You need a place to watch the Canucks. We'll have the sound on. And, uh, yeah, thanks, Shark Club, for, uh, you know, fitting the bill here. Well, at least they had the the wherewithal in the end to uh, give us a – give us the sound for the Canucks game. Uh, Another establishment in Victoria (laughs) we were at just last night – to watch the Winnipeg game, well, we can't be- didn't have uh, didn't have the audio up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but you know what? We we uh, pushed through. We made a situation of it. From now on, I'm just gonna go to TVs and turn up the volume myself. That's- if it's not if it's not there, I'm just gonna go up there, turn it up to a reasonable amount. You know, not bugging everybody else, but enough so we can hear it. That was funny because that's what we did yeah. last night. And a person we were with, one of our friends, uh, she was getting all giddy about it. She was like, no, we're going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's like, who's who's going to who's gonna give us trouble? The server? She's not going to. She's not going to care. Uh, we are in a new studio, our third studio. This is between the Stammer Studio C. Yeah. We're not looking at each other. Yeah. This is your least favorite studio, hey? Yeah, I don't like this studio. It's because you don't get to peer into my dead eyes as I tell you my Canucks woes (laughs) uh yeah woes 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 shut out last night in Winnipeg to end the road trip uh what a road trip it was a real roller coaster ups and downs ups and downs that's been your analogy for this season so far hasn't it Art they're proving me right it's been pretty spot on yeah uh for nothing they lost to the Jets but uh they weren't terrible last night well, their execution was terrible, but the effort was there, right? It was like pass, pass, miss, pass, pass, fan, pass, pass, post, right? A lot of missed shots. I thought the third period, like, they made Winnipeg look bad in the third period. It's just they couldn't they couldn't jar one. And for some reason, there was a, a force field around um, Connor Hellebuck. But, uh, you know, weird start in that game, man. All sorts of goofy shenanigans. That first puck goes in through the side of the net because My- Myers is inside the actual cage. They counted a goal. They review it. It's a no goal. Fucking, um, what's his name? Kyle Connor, who you love. You're a big Kyle Connor guy. You picked him over Philip Forsberg, right? In your no, I just fantasy said, pool. Well, I just said fantasy wise, I think he might have more goals by the end of the year. I agree. I, I agree with you there. I mean, Nashville's having trouble scoring as a whole. They're forwards, but um, anyways, he lets a nice shot go. I mean, Edler's right there. I kind of wish he would have had it. What can you do? Another goal off a huge turnover. The glass breaks, right? And uh, then there's that weird no goal off, um, like a, on an offside call where the puck's like up in the air. I didn't think the NHL was going to get that one right. I really didn't because the puck was hard to see. But um, Because the NHL doesn't know how to get things right, let's be honest. Well, 
I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. They they got it right last night, but it it always seems like a bit of a toss up, you know, with with how they're doing things. And I mean, speaking of getting things right, we'll get to what happened this week a little later, and we can ask if the NHL got that right, which a lot of people have opinions, and most of them are that they didn't. That's called a tease. That's a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That tease is brought to you by the Shark Club. <laughs> Wing Wednesday tonight. Come down and munch some wings. Uh, Caleb Kirby will be there, but Art Aronson will not. I won't be there, man. I got to do hockey tonight. I got to do the Royals game tonight. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm doing double duty here, and then I got to find a way home in all this snow. Snowmageddon in Victoria, man. In Vancouver, too. Right? Like, oh. Art, do you have winter tires? I don't. Nobody does. Yeah. Nobody. Why no, would you have winter no, tires? <laughs> nobody in this town has winter tires, except for, like, Keeners. Uh, right? Our Rich Brown, our Vancouver contributor. Does he have winter tires? He has winter tires. Yeah, see that? I think that's a little psycho. It's a little psycho. I've made fun of him for it. He's an ultra prepared type. guy. Yeah, like being ultra prepared is like it's that it's that little tinge of psycho. Yeah, and we were talking about psycho tinges last night too. People who have nothing on their countertops, like if you walk into their kitchen and they got nothing on their countertops, no like uh, like fruit or a bowl, fruit bowl or like. Uh, you know, confections, brown sugar, or anything like that. If it's just like an empty, sparkling clean countertop, psycho, full blown psycho. That's uh, Patrick Bateman. Yeah, psycho. It's just like that. Those kind of houses freak me out, man. <laughs> when you walk in there. Anyways, we're getting off track. <laughs> we went thought, from snow <laughs> to psycho. <laughs> the Canucks. The Canucks played well enough to win last night. Would you agree with that? Uh, they outshot the the Jets by significant margin. Um, I don't know the exact uh, out shooting, but it was uh, it was pretty extensive. They had almost forty shots yeah. to like twenty five shots or something. Yeah. Um, did they play well enough to win? I mean, they deserved at least a couple of goals. Obviously, I thought that uh, there was a couple of plays that they just overpassed as well in the third yeah. period when they were down three. G.J. Miller had a wide open net and he passed it off. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Not you know what? Maybe just one goal leads to two goals, right? T.J. Miller. I just said T.J. Miller, the comedian. J. T. Miller. Yeah, T.J. Miller, the, the the comedian that nobody wants any part of anymore. <laughs> Who reported the bomb on the train? J. Oh, T. Miller. Yeah, J. T. Weird. Miller. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. Um, I'm playing around with the levels a little bit here, so I apologize. We're in a new studio, so if you're hearing weird levels and things aren't correct, it's because I have no idea what I'm doing. Which is, you know, for the most part, Pretty it's par usual. for the course, really. Yeah, I mean, but we're in a we're new in. studio, so I really don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Studio C. Yeah. The, C, the C stands for crappy. All right, so let's talk about this road trip in a whole. Like, it starts off just, oh. I mean, the Canucks go in with a seven-game win streak. We're feeling pretty good about ourselves. We're loving life. Yeah, we go to Florida. We get absolutely shit-canned. Like, we're, we're No talk- lube. Yeah, we're talking. Dry. Yeah. We're talking, like, um, you know, the Florida Keys. Like, there was some sort of storm going on, and the Canucks just couldn't survive. Either that or they went down to Florida, found some cold weather, hit the beaches, you know, got on the got on the dating sites, got on the Tinder, started wheeling chicks, and they were too tired to play hockey. Do you think NHL players do that on the road? Tinder? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Really? Like, especially the young guys? They probably got, like, Tinder going in every city they go to. Why wouldn't you? Because Tinder is not... It's not smart. They got like, the flares out there for sure. Man. There's crazy people on Tinder, man. There's crazy people online dating. I don't. I don't, I think if you're an NHL or a professional star, oh, and you get, go on, they get the ropes shown to them by the vets, though, man. That's part part of the reason why the vets are there. 
I think Instagram's probably what happens. That's where the direct messages go. Oh, well, DMs for sure. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure they're cruising like Tinder and Hinge and all that stuff. Mm, all right. So maybe that's what happened to the Canucks. Either way, they got absolutely hammered in Tampa and then uh, hammered pretty much the next night, too. They played a little bit better against the Panthers, but didn't deserve to win the game. Yeah. Uh, it was... I mean, Thatcher Demko started in that second game, and he just picked up where he left off against Tampa, just letting goals in. Uh, we, we've talked about this with Travis Green and knowing when to pull goalies. Do you think the? Do you think I think both those games he he should have known he should have been better at pulling those goalies in Florida. But I mean, we talked about that pretty extensively last we week. We did. We also talked about how this road trip, how we would feel better if they came out with at least five points. They came out with four, but honestly, man. The effort last night was there. It was just like the execution wasn't as as uh, good as we've seen it. But like, it's not like they were just completely like, you know, got on all fours and died. They they played a good game. They battled. They just they couldn't execute when when it mattered the most. So uh, they did. I'm get, all right with last night. Yeah, really. Right. I mean, it was a fine game. Our overall with the road trip, getting those two wins, uh, one against Buffalo there, nice win. Easy yeah. win for the Canucks. They played really well in that game. Yeah. And then going into Minnesota, really tough place to play where they, you know, they got the 4-1 win. That was Markstrom game, right? That was a Well, Markstrom, Markstrom in the last little bit of that game was definitely the reason why they won. In, like, the last, like, five minutes, Minnesota really poured it on, and Markey just – he was stopping everything, right? Um, but the Canucks, they played, they played good in that game, I thought. That game was a little goofy, though, because there was a lot of penalties – Especially in the second period, man. And I did mention this last week. I just feel like like those 1 o'clock starts or like those 10 a.m. starts, like anything can happen. Like a ref can be in a bad mood or something like that, and then they, they can just take over a game and start calling like little chippy bullshit calls that are away from the puck. And I felt like that's what happened in, in the second period in that Minnesota game. Like they really... When the refs start doing that, they really ruin the pace of a game. Like, the flow just gets taken out of it. And I, I think it's hard for players to, with all those whistles and all those stops and starts and special teams and coming back to even strength and penalty killing. It's hard to get your lines going. It's hard to feel any, like, sort of rhythm. And I, I kind of feel like like a good chunk of that Minnesota game was like that. That can happen in night games, though, too. It can happen in night games, but I feel like it, it – it's more often in those like Sunday weird start times. Like I've seen more of those games where that's that's happened. Well, and I, I don't know is why. Is that on the ref or I mean it's it's also on the players because I find the players are lethargic. At least the Canucks seem to be lethargic in those games. I mean that's a good counterpoint. Like you, you know maybe they're getting sticks in the feet because they're they're lethargic and they're mm -hmm. lazy or or whatever. But I didn't I didn't really think that that was the case in that Minnesota game. I thought there was just some bad calls like. Like, you could see Green and Boudreaux in that game were both just absolutely furious at the refs. Mm -hmm. Like, no one was happy. The refs weren't happy either. You know, I, I think there was one point where, like, a ref, like, you could hear him yell at Boudreaux, like, some expletives, right? Mm -hmm. He was like, shut up. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the Canucks won that game, and Minnesota is a hard building to win in, like you said. Yeah, one player on the Canucks who's really stepped it up, man, Bo Horvat. Yep. He is playing some real hockey. I know he didn't score last night. There were He had chances last night against the Jets, a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, but he's played some really good hockey ever since that empty net goal at home. Pretty much he's been on fire since then. The BLT line, man. Okay. Boken, Louis Edis, and Tanmato. Louis Edis. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Um, no, like, um, I, I thought Louis's been really good with Bo. He got 
taken off the line last night against Winnipeg. Well, I mean, the Canucks were Canucks were switching up lines yeah. all night, pretty they much threw, trying to get they, stuff going. Yeah, they threw Maud out there with him, and I thought he played yeah. well with him too. But um, yeah, you're right, man. Like Bo has been on fire lately. That's and uh, he's he's played his best hockey all season in like the last two weeks. Yeah. I think quite he, he quite quite handily. Yeah, I think he has as well. Yeah. Uh, I and that line Tanner Pearson's quietly been like one of the most consistent Canucks. Yeah, absolutely. This year, this year right? We're 47 games in. He's He had a stretch of games where he wasn't scoring, but he was still playing well. Are you surprised by that, though, with Pearson? That that he's been productive? That he's been productive and as good as he's been? No. I'm not either, man. Like, I, like You can kind of see that chemistry from last season as soon as we got him. Like, him and Bo had something, right? Yeah. And at the beginning of the season, it just wasn't really going in for him. But, like, he's been he's been great. That's a good pairing, like those two together. What about it's just Josh a matter Levo of finding when a guy comes, who's going to fit with them? What about Josh yeah. Levo? What happens with him? Well, I guess he's still a ways away from coming. Yeah, back. Yeah, and I think Levo goes back there. You think right? so? Yeah, I think they're at least going to give him the benefit of the doubt and and put him back there. He's mm-hmm. got more offensive upside than Louis, yeah. but Louis has been good defensively, and it it frees up Bo to be that second man in, right, yeah. or that first man in on on dump ins because mm-hmm. Louis got Louis Louis that third guy. He's hanging back and he's gonna, you know protect a rush coming the other way yeah i like the way the canucks have their lines situated right now i do i do too um i i, I think we need more from the fourth though yeah there's and i said this to you i think yeah. it's two guys really it is it's two guys it's it's jay beagle and it's tim Schaller. i i find both those guys are behind the play they're always behind the play and uh, they they're playing against some of the best players on the other team so that's going to add to it uh, luckily for Beagle, if you like look at the numbers, he's winning sixty percent of his faceoffs, yeah. which is huge. I just because if he wasn't winning those that sixty percent, yeah, like what's he doing out there? I just don't think Schaller has any confidence right now. Yeah. Like there was a couple times where he was skating up the ice last night with the puck, and it was like, like all he had to do was just put like a move on a defender, like go to the outside and protect the puck because he's already had the speed to beat him, and like. He just wasn't that that strong on his stick. Like it was easy for the defender just to knock him off the puck with a stick check, right? Yeah. So like that to me, like when I see stuff like that, I'm like, oh, that guy just doesn't look that confident out there. So when Sutter gets back, I'd like to see Sutter replace Schaller in the lineup for however long Sutter's going to be there for, because who knows, right? Yeah, we yeah. But I, I, just I it, it just gives you an option as a fourth liner. I don't want to see that third line really get messed around with with Roussel, uh, Gaudet, and Vertanen. Like, if Sutter comes back, put him on the fourth, take out a guy like Schaller, and, and see if, you know, maybe that sparks him to get going. Well, you were right about, and you made a point watching the game against the Jets last night, that Beagle and uh, Schaller, like, both guys barely played in the second half of that game. Like yeah. They, like, like, Beagle for the game had nine 9.30, so nine and a half minutes. And uh, Schaller had less than that. Yeah, they so. got they got stapled to the bench in the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think we're not the only ones. At least I'm not the only one looking at those guys and thinking, man, whenever they're on the ice, things aren't going well for the Canucks. Yeah, I, and I think that's an, a trend that I've been seeing over the last, you know, half this whole season, pretty much. Well, I've been seeing that trend. and and you know what? Give them a little bit of. Give them a little bit of rope because they are getting tough matchups, right? But, they are, but but, I, yeah. but their heads are a bit underwater, right? They are, and I think you can yeah. really see it when a guy like Mott is on 
the line with him, and he can skate. Yeah. And he can drive play. And he hits. Yeah. He hits a lot. Yeah. If Schaller hit as much as Mott did, I wouldn't really be talking about Schaller as much as I am. Yeah, Schaller should probably not be in the lineup. I think, uh, and yeah, maybe it's confidence, whatever it is. When He needs to sit, I think. Yeah, he does yeah. need to sit. Yeah. And I think he's a guy that's just going to be in and out of the lineup when, when the Canucks are healthy. Yeah. Like with Furlan and with um, your boy there, Sutter. <laughs> yeah, my boy. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Canucks are 9-3 and three in their last 12, right? That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, like, you can slice it up another way, right? They're two, two, two wins in their last five. But, yeah. I mean, they're on the road. And the thing that we're bitching about the most right now is a winger on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Canucks are doing all right. This team right now, as they're constructed right now, I think it's pretty clear that they're liable to give up six goals a night. They're also just as likely to score six goals a night. Yeah, yeah. And it's exciting. It I is think exciting. I think it's exciting. Either win or lose, it's, it's usually exciting. And it feels different. It kind of feels like it's more sustainable at least to make that playoff push yeah. than it has in the last couple seasons, right? Like, this team... One thing that you really have to give credit to them on this road trip is rebounding after getting the fuck out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Like they could they could easily folded in those next two games, and they came back and they won those two, even though they didn't get the luck last night in Winnipeg. Well, if they had won in Winnipeg, they would have been first in the division. Yeah, I would have been ecstatic if that would have happened. We would have had a party here, sponsored by the Shark Club. Sponsored by the Shark Club. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so really, like, this team is – it's it's going really well right now for this team. Yeah. And uh, – but you know what? The trade deadline's coming up after the, all, the All-Star break's coming up, two the trade more, deadline. Yeah, and two more games till the All-Star break are, are, is what the Canucks has got to play. And who are they playing? They're playing Arizona, right? I think yeah. that's next on Thursday. And San Jose on Saturday, is that correct? I have it. Art's got the schedule in front of him. I think that's it. I think it's Arizona, then San Jose. Yeah. Arizona is going to be a really interesting test. San Jose's done. You got to yeah, beat. Stick you, a fork in them. You got to yeah. beat San Jose. Yeah. Except they have the goalie defense force, the two worst goalies in the league, and somehow they have the Canucks number, right? Yeah. 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 I Which is annoying. Yeah. And 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 Evander Kane seems to just crush the Canucks. Yeah. Always. But it it feels like those guys, those local guys, like your Martin Jones and your yeah. Evander Kane, are are the reasons why the Canucks struggle with them a little bit. You're looking it up. Yeah, I think I I'm right. That. I think I'm right. This is um, both seven o'clock starts is what I'd say. This is uh, between the stammers. You're on, you're on tickets now. Oh, this is. Uh, I'm in. There a you go. I'm in a. Different, there you go. Yeah, I'm. This is. I'm in new territory here. Yeah, I don't know what I'm new. doing. See, he's blaming the studio more than there. usual. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, home games, right? We yeah. got some home games coming up here. The Sharks on, or sorry, the Coyotes tomorrow night, yeah. which is uh, that's Thursday. a that's a Thursday night, and then uh, you get the uh, the Sharks on the 18th, which is uh, I think that's fact checking me. Aaron Aronson's fact checking me. I think that's a Saturday. It is a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, barring, of course, Vancouver still here after the snowmageddon. So, right? so two <laughs> two games left before the All Star break. What do you want to see out of this? Or do you want to see him win both? Do you think that's doable? Well, I mean, you think that's realistic? They got to get up for this Coyotes game, yeah. and then uh, yeah, you have to beat the Sharks. So, and yeah. the Canucks have been very good at home, so I think I I I'm not going to be happy really 
unless they win both of these before the All-Star break, and then they can head in there with a little swagger. And you know what? Those are divisional games too, right? So yeah, they, they, I mean. yeah. they matter more so. Uh, the Coyotes, I think, are within first within a point of first place. Oh yeah, so. they're all they're all hanging around in there. Right? Yeah, it's it's really tight in yeah, the Pacific Division. Every tight. single game is huge. Um, it's fun. It's so, fun right now. It, talking about the Pacific Division, we have that news of Gallant getting shit canned today. Yeah. What do you think of that? Okay. I mean, so. in the division, like, what are your thoughts? Okay, so the Vegas Golden Knights, if you haven't heard. They fired Gerard Gallant less than two years after he led them to the Stanley Cup final in their first season of existence. Who's taken over the reins? Well, Pete DeBoer was named his replacement. Of course, he just got fired from the San Jose Sharks uh, a month ago. And that rivalry between those two teams was huge. Yeah, it was. When you think about it. Yeah. Really? Like, it's, it's kind of like hiring the enemy. So Vegas has lost four in a row. Yeah. And they're, they, they are out of a playoff spot right now, right now in the West. But they're close. They're yeah. in the hunt. Yeah, they're just three points back of first place in the division. So yeah. they're, they're like the Canucks. They're right there. They've played more games, though. That's, the, that's the only thing. So from what I've heard, everything that I've seen on Twitter and from reporters, that this is a performance-based decision. That's all it is. Um, Why does Gallant get so stiffed, man? Like that. This was a guy who got canned in Florida while he was on the, the team bus, <laughs> and he had to he had to take a cab like to get out of there. And now that, his yeah. team is three points back, like you said, a first in the Pacific, and they they can him. Yeah. Why would you can this guy? This is shit. Uh, this is shit that happens in professional sports. If That's- I'm. That's what it. That's what it just boils down to. You're not. What are you doing for me now? Who yeah, cares what happened yeah. yesterday? If I'm Ron Francis, this guy's at the top of my list. Oh, for Seattle. Yeah. Right. Understands the division. Very close off uh, a, a cup run, not winning, but like you know, coming off you know two years removed. Has very good hockey knowledge. Knows how to get offense out of his teams. When he was coaching in Florida, their offense was great. Their offense is fantastic now with Grenville. But then, you know, goes to Vegas and immediately gets the most out of those players as well. Do you think like, he'd be my top candidate if I was Ron Francis. I'd be like, I'd be on the phone with him today being like, Gerard, you know. Over like, a guy like Mike Babcock. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with, with the reputation and all the stuff that has mired Babcock this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think that ba- optically even, if you want to go there, well, yeah, I mean, it's part of it, I guess. The Babcock hire would look bad. Do you think you know, Babcock is uh, the on the shit list? Is he kind of like, uh, is he kind of like Mark Crawford right now? I don't think he's a pariah. Like yeah. I think he he probably will get another job, but I mean, just media relations wise of a team in Seattle coming in like to their own, why wouldn't you go with Gallant over a guy who's got a bit of a a rub on him right now, mm-hmm. a bit of a dirty rub? Uh, Golden Knights, like the the style of play that they play is it, w- under Gallant was fantastic. Yeah, super north south hockey. Right? Yeah, uh, is this? Do you think Vegas? Like, there's a there's a real pressure in Vegas now. Like with with how well they played in their first season. There shouldn't be right, but there right. there seems to be. I, I know, I know, but yeah. like it's it's fan expectation with the roster that they have. But like, really. Do you think that there should be, like, a huge expectation there? No. No. 
They but got, but you and I had have said like this team is tough. Like they yeah. they they're going to be a tough team. They're going to like we we had them penciled in as a. I had them penciled in at first in the division. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, so, but losers a four in a row and then you freak out. There there's got to be more to the story. You think? You would think. Yeah. Or is it just uh, like tough cookie here? Like I just I just think they've hit a slump, man. Like yeah. a lot of teams hit a slump during, it happens. The, during yeah. the season and it happens. Yeah. Four games to lose four games and to lose your job over it, yeah. in my opinion, is ludicrous. Maybe they did it because they saw other guys out there that they wanted because so many coaches have been can. That's the seventh coach this year. That's crazy. And right? like heavy hitters. Like, did we talk about Peter Laviolette being fired That's this week as well? a fifth of the league has been fired. We talked about that last yeah. week. Yeah. Right? I, and, and, and it makes sense to hire DeBoer because you get that knowledge of of your enemy that you had before. But yeah, I, I just yeah. I don't I don't get it. I think DeBoer is a good coach too, and we'll we'll see what he does with with Vegas. I mean, usually when you get a new coach, you get a bit of a bump, right? Yeah, good win bump to kind of set things off, and then it settles down a little bit. So maybe they just saw the the losses and they're like, we need to get on this now because we're over halfway through the season. There's there's got to be something to to be said about consistency in. Who's running things though in professional sports? You Absolutely, would, you would think, right? Well, not only that too. Like, like when you fire a head coach, if you're a general manager or president or whatever, and you fire a head coach or an owner, you know, and you 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 tell if you're an owner, you tell your GM to fire the guy or or however it's done, whatever the channels are through that GM, you know, the guy who's next in line, whether it's the president or the GM or both, they have to know that that is one strike on them too. Right? Yeah. So, like, a, a guy like George McPhee, you know, after hiring Glant and firing Glant, he's got to know that he probably doesn't have another one of those left if the the Knights really, really tank. Right? And, and that goes back to what you're talking about with consistency. It's good to have that consistency because it doesn't put you on the hot seat as much. Mm-hmm. You know, like if heads were to roll in Vancouver, say say Vancouver just completely tanks it this year somehow, lose knocking like the on next, knocking on wood. Yeah, if they right? go, if they were to go on like a five game losing streak right now, I something would have to happen, don't you think? Five, five. I think, I think it's got to be bigger than you that. Think it's got to be. Yeah, but if yeah. like a lot of those games Canucks are at are, home, if those games are at home, you're right. right you're yeah. right. But the, they're surpassing expectations. Don't forget, at the beginning of the season, a lot of people have these guys penciled in to be like bottom feeders again, even though they made which, some great moves. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but like, if they want on a fat losing streak, the head, the head that's gonna roll first is Greens before Bennings. It's mm-hmm. just it's just the way it is. It's the hierarchy, right? Yeah. Because there's a power there, right? Yeah. yeah. Look at what happened with the Devils this year. Hein lost his job, and then Cheryl got asked to leave or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You, the, oh, yeah, the that happened this week. First. Yeah, yeah, Ray Cheryl out as GM. Sh- of, uh, Cheryl out in yeah. P.K. Subban cost him his job. Mm-hmm. That's my joke. <laughs> it's not that good. He's, well, I mean, he's cost maybe <laughs> He did that, go after yeah, him. He's, yeah. He's cost that whole uh, his contract structure. $9 million a year. Actually, right? it's all Lindsey Vaughn's fault. Yeah, yep, call what a out. home re- What a not a home record. What a team record. <laughs> what a team record. Yeah, she wrecked uh, Tiger Woods, and now she wrecked the New Jersey Devils. Way to go, <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it's just the way the cookie crumbles, right? Yeah, it's a, it's in, it's interesting how professional teams are run, honestly. And I and you and I don't know the exact pressures and what it's. Oh like, yes, right? we do, Art. We one hundred percent do. Do we? <laughs> Yeah, because there's so much pressure here between the stammers. Yeah. We know. 
Um, we got to perform to the utmost every week or you're canned. Uh, we usually like going to the all news uh, thing after we finish talking about the Canucks. But I, I, just a quick note, I guess Canucks Twitter, very powerful, yep. hoping to get Quinn Hughes in the All-Star game. Um, are you stoked on that, Hughes in the All-Star game? I'm glad he's going. I mean, it's a good experience for him, but really, like, as a I, – I don't – you know, like – we, we Does he deserve to be in the All Star? Absolutely, game. he deserves to be there. He's uh, yeah. you know almost tied for the lead in rookie scoring with Kale McCarr. Mm-hmm. You know he and can skate. Olafson, he's a know? special. He's a special player, man. Like we we've seen it time and time again already this season. The guy is an All Star, and he's going to be an All Star for years to come. How about the Canucks having in three straight seasons a rookie representing them at the All Star game? Yeah, it shows they're doing something right when it comes to their drafting, doesn't it? Right, like that's yeah. impressive, man. It really is. Yeah, it is. And you, it's not every team has that, man. How many teams have, like, if you go to every other team in the NHL, like, how many times, or if you were to look at every other team right now and uh, go through the years and be like, how many guys, how many rookies on their teams made it to the All-Star Games? Well, three consecutive right? years is yeah. is pretty insane. Right. I can't even remember the last time that happened I, to any team. Me neither. So, yeah. really, that's... The future is bright for the Canucks. Whether, Absolutely, yeah, it, it really is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so yeah, Hughes. Hughes is going to be fun too at the in those in those uh, all the skills competitions just, and like, stuff. Like when it comes to these skills competitions, man, just like stop yeah, trying we, to we bitched about emulate this last the week. NBA. Yeah, we did bitch about this. Momentum. He's going to be fun to watch in that uh, obstacle course, though. Yeah, like if anybody can really like do those skill competitions. It's him, man. Like the guy, the guy like plays with the puck, like he's, you know, he like he's just having fun with it. Like yeah. he's, you know, he's uh, he plays with it like a basketball a little bit. Honestly, uh, when I watch Quinn Hughes, he's he's just a little bit different when he touches that puck. So it's it's gonna be fun. Well, he's fun. so good at protecting it, and the yeah. way he skates, man, his edge work is like you know second to none in the league. He's he one of the really best skaters in the league. Yeah, it's top notch. It's not just speed with him; it's like how nimble he is on the ice. He's so incredibly nimble and his vision dude is like in second and none yeah so pd marky and uh, huggy bear all at the uh, all at the all-star game this year that's fun right yeah i'm happy about it yeah it's, are uh, you gonna watch i think this gives me more of a reason to watch even though like i'm not like if i'm busy or something i'm not gonna go out of my way but i'll what i usually do is i pvr the all-star game and the uh, skills competition. And just like if, if I like read on Twitter these days, all oh, this happened and then I'll go back and find it or something. You know what, you man, know? if you PVR it and you got some time, I might join you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Make a little, a little day out of it. Have some snacks. That's the, uh, that's Dennis? the, that's the same weekend as the Oscars, isn't it? Is that, uh, the 20? No, it's yeah. the weekend before the Oscars. No, it's the weekend of. Oh, it is because, yeah. uh, the next week after that is the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's coming close. We gotta cram some movies in us, eh, to really have an idea of who's gonna win these Oscars. Art and I went and we saw 1917 last night. I it's right now. I've I've only seen three of the uh, nine uh, best picture nominations. It's the leader in the what clubhouse. Are, what are man. the other two that you've seen? I saw The Irishman and I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, what both you, heavy hitters. What would you score 1970? Art has this thing on uh, Twitter. <laughs> They're called Art's Worthless Movie Reviews. Oh, they're worthless. Well, yeah, uh, well, you still do them, so they got a little bit of merit to them. Bit, I yeah. value your opinion from time to time. Once Not in a while, right? Uh, I mean, you're wrong about most things. but Yeah, as you were <laughs> to tell me last night. Uh, I think that uh, this one is it, – it's 
it's close to a nine. Like if I'm talking like like wow, yeah, it's 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 the best movie I've seen so far this year. Yeah, uh, the the way it depicts war in uh, it doesn't glorify war, which I really liked about this because a lot of war and there's a lot of war movies out there. This one just felt different than other war movies. There, you know, like. You're only following. Uh, I don't know if this is this a spoiler alert. A well, spoiler? yeah, yeah, you're following some soldiers. You're Let's following some soldiers, yeah, and yeah. you and you're really just following these soldiers. That's all you're doing. Yeah, and uh, it's just it shows the horror of war really, really well. And I didn't, you know what? I know Sam Mendes has done some good work and stuff, but I I wasn't expecting this out of him. Sam Mendes directed Jarhead. Like oh yeah okay like yeah. years and years yeah. ago back in like the early like 2005. Mm-hmm. Or whenever it came out, right? I didn't really like that movie that much. No, I didn't. Like I it thought either. it was just okay. Gyllenhaal was great. Right? Gyllenhaal was in it. The yeah. cin- cinematography was good. But watching him take another kick at the can with the war movie with this one, I think he crushed it as well. I'm not gonna say nine. Not nine. No, okay. I, yeah. I'm gonna go like eight point five, eight point six, okay. like an A. What you did know? you? What would you give the Irishman? Because um, I know you've seen that. I'm gonna give the Irishman. 7.5 I'd say you're a little the, bit tougher on the only thing that it. hurts the Irishman with me is just the length of it mm-hmm. they did so much stuff right in that movie but they they probably could have cut it down a little bit like three and a half hours man that's just that's your movie better be like moving at a brisk pace and ha- having me engaged the entire time or I'm gonna deduct I'm gonna deduct some marks off you just for for that type of length you it's know, funny though because when you talk about the Irishman, you talk about how much you like the beginning. Yeah, I talk about how much I like the end. Yeah, that is interesting, yeah. right? Yeah, I uh, I thought it suffered from, like you just said, there suffered from the same problems as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, with the length, and uh, and really honestly, it was gratuitous car scenes. Like, do you think those car scenes needed to be as long as they did in the Irishman? No, no. There's a lot about the Irishman that didn't need to be as long as it was. That's that's the thing. Yeah, and I and I think releasing a movie like that for Netflix gives, you know, a little more artistic license back to the director about being able to like amble on a little longer than probably like a big studio budget movie, being like we need to cut these things, and you know maybe Scorsese kind of abused that power a little too much. Maybe he needed to be a little more reeled in. Yeah, it was self it was self indulgent. Both movies were indulgent. You mean to it once like upon director. a time in Hollywood and. And um, Irishman, and those and, are the two you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know what I really liked about 1917 was it did not feel like a long movie at all. That movie clipped along, dude. Yeah, I really, I really liked it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah some some of the some of the lighting work they did, oh. I thought, right, was right off the hop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trench warfare too. Holy shit! I've never. I don't think I've seen a movie that's as depicted trench warfare as this one has. Yeah, like. This you're you're you feel like you're there with the soldiers. All right. So out of the three movies you've seen, you think it's the best. Out of the yep. two movies that I've seen so far, I think it's the front runner right now for for best picture. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you guys updated. <laughs> and back to hockey. Sponsored yeah. by the Shark Club. Yes. A little splitter there we need. Uh this is one thing that is maybe the most in- it's it's the I, I don't want to call it. It's a Hollywood story in uh in the NHL right now, right? This is the fun rivalry. The Flames, Oilers, the battle for Alberta. Hollywood story? Well, not Hollywood, but, like, this is, like, you could make a movie. This is, yeah. like, something that could be in a movie. This is the biggest thing right now, for sure. And yeah. I love it, by the way. Yes. Yeah, so, Zach Cassian, 
I don't know how to like if you haven't seen it, you're under a you're under a rock, right? Yep. Yeah. So Zach Cassian gets hit a couple of times by Matthew Kachuk three times actually uh, in a game between those two teams. This was last Saturday, huge game between Battle the, of Alberta. Yeah, between the Oilers. Saturday night. Oilers, Flames, everybody's psyched for points, because these two teams are good. Points within each other, both yeah. both looking to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, both with young teams, yeah. good players. and Anyway, so Kachuk runs at Cassian three times. Yeah, the first one you said was uh, was a penalty. I think it could have been called as, as charging. Yeah. I'm not mad that the ref didn't call it. It, it could have been called a charge for sure, yeah. right? The other two I thought were clean. So, so what happens is... Cassian loses his mind. He he runs after Kachuk and just starts dummying him, and Kachuk doesn't want to answer the bell. Yeah. Uh, so then you get the chirping back and forth, and then you got the NHL stepping in and saying, well, Cassian, you can't do that. Here's a two-game suspension. What side are you on on this one? Because I've heard it all. In this in this conversation, from the NHL's you know decision making and disp- discipline, the old adage of who is responsible when a big hit like that happens in the NHL is it the players responsible on the ice? Is it the NHL responsible? There's that uh, code in hockey. This encompasses everything when it comes uh, when it comes to uh, the heavy stuff in hockey, right? Yeah, man, I don't even know if you and I are going to agree on this, to be honest. And I'd like to hear your take, too. But, like, I absolutely love this shit. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Love it. I, like, man, like, it drives me nuts when it happens to the Canucks, Mm -hmm. right? But if we had a guy on our team, like, like Matthew Kachuk, who went around causing this sort of trouble... He'd be, like, probably my favorite player on the team. Well, don't you think that guys like Burroughs or, or sorry, Rafi Torres more? Rafi Torres was kind of like that. So was Max ah, Lapierre. You know, here's the thing about Rafi Torres. And, it, like, I respect Ray Ferraro, but I disagree with him on him comparing Rafi Torres' hits to these Cassian hits. Because with oh, every, you mean the Kachuk with, hits. Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry. These Kachuk hits. With every one of these hits that Kachuk made on Cassian, Cassian had the puck on his stick. Mm-hmm. He had the puck on his stick. Was he below the goal line? Yes. Was it a predatory hit? Yes. Are predatory hits allowed in hockey as long as, you know, you don't do it dirty, right? And the, the player has the puck. They are. They're meant to get under guys, under guys skin, under team skin. I think Tuchuk is a, like an absolute genius at figuring out on the team who he's going to go after and rattle. He did it to Dowdy, right, in L.A., he looks at the Oilers. He's going, okay, well, I'm not going to go after McDavid. I'm not going to go after Drysaddle. But who plays with him that I can absolutely screw with, right, and completely take his mind off the game? He picks a guy like Cassian. And is it is it cheat, like, is it kind of dirty? Yeah, it is a little bit. Is mm-hmm. he an agitator? Yeah, he is. Uh, is he a bit of a chicken shit for kind of turtling after Cassian dropped the gloves and went after him? Yeah, but, man, like, the league needs a villain. Right? And he's that villain. And he's embracing that role. And, you know, like by doing that, by doing what he did, Cassian ended up going into the box, right? At a crucial point in the game. And the Flames win the game, right? They got to play each other two more times this year. Cassian's suspension goes to the 29th. He's back for the next game. The NHL knows that. Like when they served out that suspension, they're like, okay, we're going to give Cassian these games and he's going to come back in time to play against the Flames on the 29th, and that game is going to be a heater from a marketing perspective, right? The NHL is thinking this. Everybody's going to tune in to see what happens. 
Are you going to tune into that game? I yeah, know I am. Absolutely. And the chirping, too, to the media has been another part of it. Oh, like Cassian calling him a pussy and Kachuk, <laughs> like, just being like, yeah, if he doesn't want to get hit, stay out of the trolley trucks. Like, vintage, <laughs> vintage agitator stuff which we ha- Which we haven't had a whole lot of that. Oh, in man, while, right? I'm loving it. Yeah. And just, like, to see that rivalry kind of back, because, like, the Battle of Alberta, it's been – okay these last few years but like this is taking it to a completely different level and all eyes right now in the league are on this flames team that is all of a sudden pretty villainous like very definitely hated the most within the division right within the pacific Mm -hmm. and probably one of the most hated teams in all of the nhl uh, Zach Cassian, this was after he got his suspension. He was talking to the media, and the media loves this, right? They love to be able to ask questions that, uh, you know, can spark a reaction. And, of course, yeah. there's going to be a reaction from Zach Cassian. I'm not crying about the hits. It's, it's hockey. It's a game of hockey. It's rough. I thought uh, they're a little bit uh, on the blind side, but at the end of the day, I've laid uh, big hits like that. Um, I've been hit like that. Like that. Um, but... Um, two times uh, is more than enough. You play with fire, eventually you're going to get burned. And uh, he he messed with the wrong guy, and uh, I don't think he realizes that we're in the same division and uh, have a great memory. Clean or dirty, um, if someone takes two runs at you um, on your blind side, I told him uh, since I've been in uh, minor midget, I've uh, stood up for myself and my teammates. People don't do that to me or my teammates when I'm out there. Uh, to me, those are two dangerous hits. If they're clean, they're still predatorial, which is completely fine. I'm a big boy. I love big boy hockey. But if you're going to play big boy hockey, you got to answer the bell every once in a while. I agree with Zach Cassian. What, about answering the bell? Yeah. I agree with him. I agree with him maybe 100% on everything here. I agree with him on everything about except for answering the bell. Because I, I think that gave Calgary such an advantage in that game. And it does make Kachuk look like a shit rat. But, like, he is 100% ready to accept that role in order for his team to, to win those games. And I think I right? think Matthew Kachuk knows they're in the same division. Oh, yeah. And, and dude, and like, on, yes. and, like, what a mook. You know, Cassian? Yeah. He's just, like, that dumb guy that you go after to raise his ire because you know he's going to react that way. Yeah. And that's exactly what Kachuk wanted. And the way Kachuk hits, man – is so textbook. Like, the way he skates in there, and then he turns his body and just throws, like, his hip and, and uh, like, torso of his body at players, it's not, it's not like, elbow up. It's not that crazy. I'll like, the way you, he I'll... hits, guys, is great, great hitting. Like, when he yeah. went after Doughty and almost took his head off on at center ice, yeah. that's the way he threw that hit, too. Doughty had the puck. That would have been clean. I, I, there wouldn't I... have been head contact. That would have been a clean hit. Well, I think that... If you're going to run around at guys and hit them on the blind side like that, there's going to be a time when he smashes someone in the head because the game is so fast. People move quickly left, right, like that. He's he's running a fine line here, man. With he those, is riding a fine yeah, line. And, yeah, I agree with that. And he's going to hit someone in the head, and it's going to cost him. Uh, so is that where it's predatory? Because you are putting yourself in a position to hurt someone well, else. That's I, what you're doing. He, yeah, but if he has the puck, then you need to be aware of that, right? Yeah, that's true. that's hockey 101. Yeah. You got the puck on your stick. You got to keep your head up. Cassian got caught three times looking down at the puck when Kachuk nailed him. And you got to have your head on a swivel. That's part of it. Also, Cassian, do up your fucking chin strap. Oh, he, he's, Dude, pull, like, he's, he's pulling the Todd Bertuzzi right now. Every time he got hit, his helmet goes flying off. If I was Tippett, after the first time, I would have been like, 
Do up your chin strap or I'm benching you. Who is right? worse? Who is worse at doing up their uh, their helmets? Was it Todd Bertuzzi, Donald Brashear, or uh, uh, here in uh, Zach Cassian? Well, Zach Cassian lately. I mean, Todd Bertuzzi's chin strap went down like basically to like the collar of his shoulder pads, <laughs> right? Yeah. But the the style of game that Cassian plays, he has to be knowing that physicality is coming in every game, right? He's not. He, he wasn't an elite guy like Bertuzzi was, right? And it's funny that you, you bring up Bertuzzi in this conversation because I think that's exactly why he got the suspension, right? Because he, he lost his shit. Yeah. He went after Kachuk. He threw his gloves down, and he started throwing punches and ragdolling them even when Kachuk was already on the ground after two linesmen tried to break it up, right? Yeah. If, if he would have went in there and he would have thrown maybe one or two punches and then cooled off or, or let the linesman break it up, he probably wouldn't have been suspended. Mm-hmm. But the, I know for a fact that the NHL doesn't want to see another incident in, in like what we saw, you know, way back with, with Todd and, and Steve. You know, um, this has been great to talk about the Oilers and uh, the Flames and everything because it's, it's – I love the rivalry here. But – the fact that we just mentioned Bertuzzi, which is interesting because that was in the news a little bit this week, too. Yeah, Brad May. Yeah, so the Green Guys podcast, yeah. buddy uh, Adam Forsythe there, um, they did an interview. Him and Sully did an Force and Sully did an interview, I guess, on Green Men Radio with Brad May. And Brad May came out with some really candid comments about the Todd Bertuzzi and the Steve Moore settlement. Yeah. Uh, were you surprised by these? Because he, he came out and was just like, you know, well, this is the same as insurance fraud. Yeah. I mean, he really went after uh, Moore, didn't he? He did. And he was yeah. just like, he, he made some accusations about Moore being out there, like working on his deck and, you know, all this sort of Yeah, like, just a couple weeks yeah. after the incident. Yeah. He's like, we all know Steve Moore's fine here. We yeah. know that, right, guys? We yeah. know. He said it's. He summed it up to be no less than just insurance fraud, mm-hmm. as far of as far as all this stuff goes. That's some crazy stuff to come out and say. It's and it's the first time I think anybody on the uh, Bertuzzi or the Canucks side has come out and said something um, as candid as that. Well, let's be honest. Brad May says what he wants. It's true. He always has. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because um, I think you and I, and well, I mean, you and I, we want to do, we want to do some digging in this. We want to. Oh, do you an and I, we've already yeah. tried to do yeah. an investigation, yeah. but we can't get a certain member to talk to us. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And 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 the guy has been very mum on all of this, Steve Moore, ever since it's happened. Yeah. And I mean, when a guy like Brad May comes out and he makes these comments, it makes you think about it even more because Moore hasn't said a thing to anybody. Mm-hmm. And other people have tried to do what we we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And almost everybody else has cooperated except for Moore, who hasn't said a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder, you know, maybe what Brad May is saying here is you know, has has some legs to it. Has, yeah, has some story to it. He said it really off the cuff, and just it was it was um, it was interesting comments. Anyway. Yeah, it's you know what's really interesting as a whole is like podcasts and stuff. I don't know what it is. It might just be because it's not broadcast in the actual moment live. In a lot of cases, guys are opening their mouths on these podcasts and saying things that traditional radio just isn't getting. You know. Yeah, it's it's a different kind of medium. I wanted to do like R- Ronick lost his NBC job this season because you know he goes on Spit and Chicklets and he starts talking about wanting to bang his his castmate. 
right? Yeah, they have but to. But it's just like there's something about this this avenue of broadcasting yeah. that is getting people to kind of lower their guard a little bit and, 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 you know, I guess kind of a lesson out there is maybe be a little weary about that too, right? Because yeah. you never know who's listening. Absolutely. It could be the Shark Club, which <laughs> we're sponsored by. Between the Stammers, uh, brought to you by the Shark Club. Wing Wednesdays. And maybe they'll put the audio on for the Canucks game too. Uh, one other th- other note in the NHL here: uh, Penguins captain Sidney Crosby back in the lineup. I'll tell you, the NHL. It's not the same without him. It's not the same without him. It isn't. He he's been out of the lineup like like he had surgery on November fourteenth, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, he had abdominal surgery, uh, and the, the Penguins haven't really missed a beat without him. Eighteen six and four. Fudge uh, him though. They got like. Fudge the Penguins. I know. You you love right? the Penguins. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he came back and he had four points against the uh, the Minnesota Wild. I, lo- I love Sid, though, right? Like, yeah. I can't stand that team, but Sid, man, he comes back into the league and he tells the rest of the league to hold his beer. His yeah. first game back, it's oh, four y- points. You forgot about me? Oh, I'm still here. I'm yeah, I'm still, still here. Oh, you've been watching McDavid highlights all season long. Oh, that Ovechkin guy in Washington, he's pretty good. Guess what? 87's back. Yeah. You know? He's tough. He's tough. Uh, he's you can't not like him, right? I know. I've already tried to not like I, I try. I tried too, man. <laughs> when when he first broke into the league, I was like, this little whiner. Yeah. And he did get in some trouble with the refs at the beginning, and he was a little bit of a, like, chirp show, right? Yeah. But, man, like, yeah, you just ga- watch him play, and that respect just builds and builds and builds. Yeah, and the game's not the same without him, so I'm, I'm happy he's back. Yeah, I'm happy he's back too. Welcome back, Sid. Welcome back, Sid. Uh, so... That's all really I had. We're doing pretty well here. We've covered a lot of things here on Between the Stammers, brought to you by the Shark Club Victoria. <laughs> um, the, so the Canucks' next uh, couple of games, Arizona on Thursday, and uh, then on Saturday it'll be the uh, San Jose Sharks, a team that just always gets the Canucks for whatever reason. Just going back to um, Gallant and that coaching change. Okay. Because I kind of spoke on it already, but I wouldn't mind hearing your opinion on it. I mean, if you're Ron Francis and you have that bevy of coaches yeah. out there right now, yeah. who's your hire? Yeah, you said Gallant, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at uh, Peter Laviolette, and you make a great point about having Gallard in there to know to know the division. Um, I think, yeah, that's that's huge as well. It, it, and it's all about loyalties, it seems, with coaches and GMs and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'd be interesting. I'd be interested to know the uh, the relationship between Gallant and Ron Francis. Yeah, um, if there even is one. Yeah, or if there, there, yeah, even, or if is there even is yeah. one. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd take. Gallant. I I mean, I don't know Gallant. I know, I, but I know his uh, record's been. You know, he's been he's been really good over here over the last few years. So yeah, it'd be probably between him and uh, Peter Laviolette for me. Alrighty, Art. Yeah. One more question for you because I love asking questions. Yeah. Good. I'm a curious man. Yeah. Um. I hate the snow. That's what who's doing. getting canned next in the NHL. Oh. If the if the axe is gonna fall. Which it very well could. It probably will because, I mean, like teams are going to start missing the playoffs and this and that, right? Who is the next coach do you think that the axe is going to fall on? Mm, mm, mm. <sighs> There's been so many coaches fired, man. Yeah, dude. Like so many coaches yeah, fired. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think it's smart to 
fire coaches. Are I really, you? I, I just don't think it is. Are you feeling a little too on the spot with this question? Because I got my answer locked and you loaded. got it, you got it locked yeah, and loaded. Yeah. I I I think that uh, you know who's really like I thought was it seemed like it was going to be him, but then the team's really bounced back. It was John Tortorella. Like I thought, I was like, okay, this guy maybe has uh, you know done his done his damage in Columbus, but his team's bounced back and like are pushing for the playoffs. Uh, so a guy that I was thinking that might get fired was uh, uh, old uh, No Chin there or old Baby Baby. The big giant baby, Bruce Boudreaux. Yeah, that's that's the guy who I was gonna say. Yeah, that that guy, like to me, just the way that Minnesota's still built, right, with yeah. the pieces that they have. Yeah, I feel like that if if the axe is gonna fall, that's probably the next guy. I think who who it's gonna come down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that you would just, just go right there. Well, just because they have like some pretty big horses on that team with some contracts, people are expecting them to win. Like you don't make a trade for Matt Zuccarello. When you're heading in, into the playoffs last year, if you don't think that your roster has some jam to them, and and they're, Minnesota they're is team, underperforming, are they? They seem, a little bit, yeah. Like it's they, a it's a meat grinder of a division, yeah, right? Yeah, complete meat grinder of a division, but. You know, they have some young talent in there, too, with guys like Jordan Greenway and Erickson Eck. And then they, they made that trade, got Fiala from Nashville when they, they pulled the trigger on that Grandland trade, just getting a little bit younger, right? And then having their big horses like Eric Stahl, who's going to the All-Star game again for, like, the sixth time, right? Yeah. Zach Parise, mm-hmm. right? They're, those are kind of Matt, old Matt players. Matt Sugarello. They're old, but, like – they made these trades because they still think they could get something out of these guys. Jason Zucker's back now too, right? And like on paper, they're underperforming. Okay. I and and that's where I think it's going to fall next. Um, I also think that uh, something could fall in Detroit as well. I think um, Steve Eiserman there probably knows that they're, they're going to get a top player here in the next draft. Maybe they'll get Alexis Lafreniere. They're kind of. They right. look like they're tanking on purpose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jeff Blaschel, I he's had quite a bit of run here in in Detroit. Yeah, I doubt he's going to be Stevie Wise guy. Yeah, and right? I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's Stevie Wise guy either. So, yeah. do you do you see maybe Babcock going back there to Detroit? Because I feel like there is a uh, a relationship. There. Well, if anybody knows Babcock well, it's going to be a guy like Eiserman. Yeah, right. So, so it could be that that could very well happen yeah. for sure. But yeah. does he want to bring a hard nosed guy in like that to deal with these young players after what yeah, we Everton heard? We've heard, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good point. So, yeah, but uh, I th- I think. Uh, Mike probably uh, might have a different perspective on things too yeah. after this stuff come, Absolutely. has come out. Yeah. Good questions, Art. Really good yeah. questions around out the podcast. I'm proud of you. Good questions from you, Caleb Curry. Hey, we're just a couple guys, but we like hockey and, you know, we're good enough to be sponsored. Yeah. All we right. are. We are. We fell right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Snow, are you on board with the snow stuff? What are you? What are you? Dude, I'm always of the mind that if it's going to snow, snow for like a week. Yeah, you know, just give it to me. Just do it, do it up <laughs> like that. I don't want like no like half centimeter or two in two inches. I don't like that bullshit snow that turns into like a Coca Cola slushy all over the road. Yeah, the which I of, which is I think is going to happen today. Well, the amount of yeah. snow we got now, I'm all right with it. I just hate it when it snows immediately and then turns to slush. Mm-hmm. I don't so. like snow at all, to be honest with you. I yeah, hate it. But it I gets mean, in the way. You're a man of hot temperatures. I am. 
Yeah. It's true. It's you're true. A, you're you can tell that you don't like snow. Like your attitude these last few days <laughs> has been miserable. <laughs> Have I been that miserable? Oh jeez, what did you call me yesterday? An old white fuck? No, was, I said I said you. Were, I, I said you, know, you sounded like that. An old that white really fuck. hurt my feelings, Art. I gotta be honest with you. I, I, I said you were. You sounded like an old white yeah. fuck. I didn't say you were an old. White I gotta. Fuck. I gotta start. I gotta start getting on that train of calling people names like that. Because I mean, that that probably felt pretty good, didn't it? Um, I kind of just say let that. it out. Are you like looking for an apology? Yeah, no, for that? no, 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 no. I, I like felt you, like you were. You spit it with such vitriol, like it was just like it felt like it just like flew out of your mouth and punched me in the face. Wow, right? It was a good insult. I I'm, almost. And I'm it. proud of you. No, well, I didn't say you were an old white fuck because that's not true. I said you you were sounding like an old white. Fuck. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah, I, I, not, I feel like the intention of what you said was directed towards me, <laughs> right? So, no, my feelings aren't hurt. We're still gonna be friends. We're still gonna do this podcast more. He's wi- right? he's hoping for an apology. I'm not. I'm not fishing. I'm he, not fishing. I felt like he was fishing last night, and I just wasn't gonna give it up. And I don't uh, need an apology for that, Art. You apologize to me too often. If anything, I should apologize to you more. Mm, Sorry for uh, the comments that led you to say that. Oh wow. Look at this. See? Look at now this. you're Getting all high that. and mighty on the podcast. <laughs> I'm starting to feel a little warm here. I all right. Art, uh, where can we find you? At uh, Art Aronson on all social media platforms. Uh, well, where can we find you, Curb? At Curbman23. And uh, that's on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with us, at Between the S on Twitter. We also have an email. It's our name at gmail.com. And yeah. Have a great week. Yeah, I hope you uh, survive the snowpocalypse if, if you're living this right now. Now, our next podcast is going to be kind of interesting because we're, we hit the all-star break here, Art. How do you want to uh, slice up this cat? we got two more Canuck games. Do you think we should do it after that and then head into the all-star break? Or do you think we should do the games and then do it after the all-star game? Mm, good question. Uh, we, we should make it like an Oscars kind of thing. Yeah, we should okay. do an Oscars All Star Canucks thing. We do it after the two yeah. games. We'll we'll brainstorm this all, yeah. and we'll come back to you next with our best show ever. Oh wow! Nice one, Kurt. All right, thanks for listening. Ciao.